Hello, I'm Rich Blundell, the scientist in residence at the Mariah Mitchell Association. This week on the Nature of Nantucket podcast, we continue our conversation with one of MMA's artists in residence, Dina Hayden. We pick up the thread with Dina's transformative experience in art school. It just like opened. I can't even, it's like hard to even explain. It's like, I just like reopened this door in my head and my Mm. brain to like this exploration and like in the same way that, you know, we navigate the outdoors or out or play outside, like it, that was, it just totally reconnected my art making into that kind of realm. Wow. This is, this kind of makes me so envious because we don't have the equivalent of that in the sciences, like a, right. science, a scientist, you know, a scientific advisor or a PhD supervisor in the sciences would never do that, would never say, yeah. <laughs> follow your bliss. You know, they would never do that. They would say, no, be a scientist, <laughs> follow the rules, right. you know, do the recipe until of course, you know, unless you, of course you break through and become a Nobel laureate at which yeah. point, you know, and you've got tenure and you're free to, to be a kid again, but by that time it's too late. (laughs) Anyway, it just makes me a little envious that we don't have that similar thing, which makes me really excited about working with artists. You know, I know. Yeah. My, my exposure to the art world came late in life, but man, I'm so glad that this door opened. So, um, as you know, I do this thing called Oika, which I'm constantly struggling to (laughs) describe what that is. (laughs) So I'm going to put you on the spot for a second and ask you if you might be able to describe what Oika is. And if you don't get it right, that's okay. We won't. (laughs) But I'm just wondering if you could give it a shot. Okay. In my mind, I believe that Oika is a word that is. uh, I'm totally sympathizing with you right now. So. Well, you can also, if you, if, if it may or may not help, but think about it experientially. Like, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Wait, I, I guess like uh, originally I thought Oika was a thing, like, or like a program or something that was in a box, like, or, but it's not, it's a, it's a word or a term that, I feel like is like a, is a practice. So, and it's, Oika is within everything. And it's a term that's used to connect anything with nature. So, and it's like that pure essence of our connection with nature. One of the ways that I sometimes think about it is as a feeling, of course, you know, Oika by definition, is really the intelligence of nature as expressed through humans. Mm -hmm. But it's just as much the feeling of that expression. Mm -hmm. And one of the times when I think um, Oika was really palpable when you and I were together was a time when we went for a hike, and I think it was somewhere in Rhode Island, um, and we came across um, a burial ground, a a Native Mm -hmm. American burial ground. It wasn't something we were seeking out, but we suddenly realized that we were – in it. And, mm-hmm. and in that moment, I remember everything kind of went silent. And mm-hmm. you and I, you know, we sort of just entered into this like state of communion with the ground and the trees and the little artifacts that had been left, the shells and the, the feathers yeah. and the, 
And it seemed like time slowed down in that moment. Mm -hmm. And it seemed like the perfectly natural thing to do to just be silent and be present in that space. And I remember suddenly the light shifted. Yeah. And we were there. And Mm -hmm. it happened so naturally like that we that we entered into this reverent state. I think that is Oika. And I think because of your particular, you know, your history and your practice and your your sensitivity as an artist, I think that's why it was the natural thing to do in that moment. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's one way that I describe Oika is just that it's this sort of sensitivity and awareness to the uh, the sacredness of 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 a place. Yeah. And um, we just so easily slipped into that in that moment. Yeah. Um, I feel as though we've out hiking and and kind of journeying, we've had a lot of moments like that where you're stopped by mm. something. And it's like, like that experience in the burial ground was kind of hit us over the head. It was like, we were, I think we were both really like awestruck by just what was before us. And then to find these, the discard of these artifacts and creations that were like in the trees. And I mean, that was amazing and beyond anything that I've, that a lot of experiences I've had that was just really, really powerful and sacred. Yeah, and I think you know that often happens. Like it happens to me almost on a daily basis when I'm alone, but it doesn't mm-hmm. always. It doesn't often happen when I'm right. with someone else. That and, me too. And I think that's kind of a distinguishing. That was like mm-hmm. a distinguishing moment. And we had had, you know, we've had we've known each other for at least three years now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just think so. I think it's worth it to um, continue to cultivate some kind of collaborative relationship. Yeah. And so yeah. we're doing, we're doing that. <laughs> I mm-hmm. guess that's what I'm trying to say is like, we're doing that. And um, that is taking shape right now on Nantucket. What do we see this thing growing into in the next mm-hmm. few months and years? Do you have any ideas? I see it as very organic and just like open, but um, I think clarifying and making the collaboration between all of us, like us, you and I, and nature, or where the land where we are exploring, um, to make that clear for other people to be able to access um, what we're experiencing and to have an output that's expand beyond just what we're experiencing so other people can um, learn and and also have witness the same type of oika and uh, like sacredness and friend from nature. Mm. And so we've started to do that. We've decided to um, to do a kind of oika art project. You with as part of a, another cohort, another handful of artists mm-hmm. uh, who also have their own sort of way of connecting to and and expressing their relationship to nature. And we're housing this experiment, this project, uh, at the Mariah Mitchell Association. It's already started. So, like I said, we, we've been out here together as a group, and we spent some time in the habitats, getting to know each other, getting to know the place. 
Mm-hmm. And now uh, the artists have gone back to their home habitat to sort of process that. And now individually, you know, in a kind of low residency format, the artists have come back to Nantucket to reconnect and to, you know, do whatever it is that they need to do for their process. And so you've been back now a second time. And what do you think about them? What has that been productive at all? I mean, yeah, where are you at? Yeah, so I think the the first time was great with with all of the artists and really exploring different parts of Nantucket that I had never seen before. And it's absolutely amazing, like the land and the ocean and everything out there. Uh, so the second time coming back out, we went out to a certain area. I, just kind of really took a few a few hours to explore and kind of like what we were saying before let let it let us kind of come together with the land and to see if we were invited and you know what would kind of pop up and just be really open and aware and I think that we had many moments out there that were obvious signifiers that it wanted to work with us too. And so I collected some materials and we kind of reflected on that. And I have certain ideas for new pieces to work on in reflection of um, being there, but also we'll, we'll keep the communication and I will probably be coming back out to, I like to check back in so that there is a conversation while I'm creating sculptures um based on the land there and experiencing it so i have a few specific um, ideas in mind i'm creating smaller sculptures and they're based off of uh, i learned how to do nantucket basket weaving so some of the sculptures are based off of those techniques uh, from the island but also based off of uh, how to create traditional fishing nets. And so I'm kind of combining those two techniques in um, sculptures. And that's one concept I'm working with. I'm also going to be integrating. Yeah, but, well, before you just, uh, I'm just, that's really beautiful that there's this whole weaving metaphor that's in there. Yeah. Yeah. And also we should just mention that you're, you know, you're, you're based in New Bedford now and that there is a, um, you know, there's a long historical tradition of net weaving. I think it'll just be really visually rich to maybe come film you when you go to that, when you go to that place where you're going to learn those techniques. Yes. Yeah, definitely. I think, um, having our collaboration and team kind of working on, capturing the story and and how how it unfolds in the research is is really cool because I've never I've just kind of go quietly usually and do my stuff but um I I, I think it'll add a lot for people to kind of see and learn the process yeah and then the the other portion of it will be a site-specific installation and we selected a site in a tree to work off of um, for an installation um, on Nantucket as well. So, and that will also have this similar fishing net um, type framework. Uh, what I also will be weaving in 
materials from Nantucket and, um, you know, kind of evolve on its own. So I'm, I'm super excited to have the opportunity to connect my practice into the culture and land of Nantucket, but also <clears throat> what I experience on a daily basis here in New Bedford um, as like a fishing port and right living right on the ocean mm-hmm. as well. It's so funny when when I picked you up at the ferry the other day. It, we were th- we were talking about how amazing it is that when you left New Bedford, you know, y- you had to leave on cobblestone streets. <laughs> yeah, Nantucket, and you get off the boat, and you're back on cobblestone streets. And where else in the world, like, does that happen anymore? <laughs> I know. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah, you. That uh, yeah, you could just kind of pull both. The, of the historic areas, the downtowns, and just connect them. And they Amazing. Can, yeah, I think they even have the similar street names. Yeah. <laughs> well, they just feel very similar, but they, and this, the history of it, it'd be really interesting to see how the history of these two ports, you know, and their histories, just how we can kind of tell that story or how that story just, how that story just tells itself. Yes, I am excited for that to kind of unfold because there's, you know, there's a way we can do it that's really obvious and, you know, just kind of going back into the whaling history. Um, but I'm interested in to see how it's going to kind of unfold and ravel into the work. Hmm. You know, you've kind of set this up perfectly, but I want to also plant the seed for one more thing. And that yeah. is, I think you've taken an Oika course or one some yeah. version of one, correct? I've taken yeah. a, yep, a full or Oika course, and then I've kind of sat in on other groups you've led. Mm-hmm. Well, the curriculum is still it's it's constantly developing. But what what I'm um, what I'd be really interested to kind of track throughout mm-hmm. the course of this project is how you reengage with some of the concepts. Yeah, and, and not only that, but the whole story—the whole story of the cosmos. Because remember, I mean, mm-hmm. this, you know, Oika is is based on a a scientific mythology. I guess is mm-hmm. the way to say it. So I'll be really interested to hear uh, if you make any connections between the concepts that we explore intellectually or conceptually in the course. Things mm-hmm. like fractals and, um, you know, cybernetics. I know. I remember we did a project before and you did a painting of the cosmic microwave background radiation. Yeah. And that kind of stuff. Like I'm, I'm really excited to see how over the course of, you know, however long this takes that we will come together again in like future episodes of this podcast Mm -hmm. where we can just kind of explore how the story of the universe is Mm -hmm. woven back in to the art and how nature asserts itself, you know, mm-hmm. and shows up in your, in you and in the work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, and ultimately the idea is that it starts to show up in culture because art can be that vehicle. You know, art yeah. can be the vehicle to carry that intelligence of Oika into culture. Yeah, definitely. And I, and learning those concepts were really critical for me uh, just to put language on Again, like what I was exploring through art and nature, um, because without a science background, you know, I don't have any of that education. So I think it's like it's, it's really important to put language and concepts on what we're doing and also 
it just helps identify and also like dive deeper into exploring what we're doing instead of, you know, maybe letting something pass by mm-hmm. where you wouldn't stop and think, wait a second, this is, this is a fractal or it go deeper. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, I think I just want to put you on the spot once more for the okay. last thing. And that is, um, based on what we've been talking about and how, you know, this reestablishing or reestablishing our relationship to nature and our unstated assumption here is that that will be good, that that will be somehow be beneficial in some way. My question to you is, how do you think that what we're doing can save the world? Well, I think it's hard, you know, that's a really big statement, but um, I really truly believe that what I'm doing in my art practice and in collaborating with you and with Oika will save or can have the opportunity to save the world by um, one is I go in two directions. One's for nature, one or our natural habitat. And then for people, I think that to allow others and people to experience art or my artwork and to have a moment where they can feel oika in art and slow down to feel this essence of kind of like that life force that we feel outside that we were just talking about when we're exploring out in nature. I'm hoping that it can spark something inside them that like I had in graduate school, like this is missing and, but this, this exists. So and it's, it's hard to kind of put words on, but no, I think you're doing great actually. Okay. But that's my goal. I got is to kind of spark that within people to like awaken them to that life force that we are nature. And we also are, have a part in this and we need to help save earth and that we are the caretakers for earth and Mm. part of it. So it's, I guess that's like the simple answer. Um, And then in another way, I feel as an artist that I am responsible for being the voice for earth and for nature. I feel responsible as an artist to advocate for the land and and what what it's trying to say and what it what its needs are um, through art and to create a bridge between earth and people so and it's really abstract and i guess the core of it is being as open as i can to listening and then creating work that can um have like an uh response in people and it's not hard, I say. I guess it's just be. I, we need to be as open and present to what's being given to us right now um, to be a communicator um, as an artist. So those are my goals, I guess. It's beautiful. Thank you so much. I think I yeah. think that is good medicine, no matter how you say it. <laughs> yeah.